Welcome back to the Weekend Warrior Show Recap Podcast. I'm Tyler from the Unemployed Architects. So this week, definitely a little bit different. I had a good friend of ours from the band No Robot join us. This is really only going to be, like initially, it was only going to be like a segment on my full Weekend Warrior Show Recap where I'd go through like the last four shows I've played, but... It was a good conversation, and uh, we had a lot to talk about. We're pretty much just talking about the Castle Theater, and us. we, we did a show together there with Chicago Farmer Henhouse Prowlers, which I do talk at the end of the next podcast. You'll hear me talk about it a little bit, but, uh, you know, this is much more in-depth and, you know, just talking about the one show. So, uh, And it just ended up to be, ended up being a lot longer, so... I, it was a fun conversation, so we, Alex, myself, and Laurelyn were just talk, recapping kind of the Castle show and just our thoughts and everything, so that's what you'll be listening to. Uh, I'll fade it in. Okay, so this is Alex from No Robot. He joined us as uh, well as a bunch of other bands at the Castle Theater January 4th. Um, a, a little, last weekend? Was it last weekend? Mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, so yeah, we were just going to talk about the show a little bit. So you knew Zach pretty well. Yeah. So how, how long have you known him? Yeah, I knew, I met Zach maybe like 10 years ago at, uh, through a friend of ours, mutual friend, Mikey B. Mikey B. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, Zach played a little bit, didn't he? Wasn't he a musician of some sort? Yeah, yeah. Uh, bluegrass, folk, played banjo. I think he played more guitar when I met him. We'd like just sit in and play all sorts you know just like blues rock jams everyone just making noise and then i think he kind of found his way to the banjo mandolin i think the longer he got into music he just really went down that uh bluegrass folk kind of rabbit yeah. hole so zach was the guy that the celebration of life was for when we played at the castle it was no robot us chicago farmer and hen house prowlers with special guests legend, oh, yeah. legend of levi right yeah yeah so he's a harmonica player um mainly legend of levi morgan um it yeah it's uh boots and his brother dan and boots was actually the one who i think came up with the whole idea yeah he organized the whole thing yeah with the family and uh and yeah i think he did a great job like from you know i remember when he first talked about it he was like do you think anyone you know do you think people are gonna come like he was just worried you know sweating the whole thing being the go-between for everyone and and the way it turned out, I mean, I'd there were so. so many people. Yeah. I, I couldn't even guess. Maybe two hundred people. I think someone. someone told me it was like over four hundred tickets sold. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was definitely. It was a. It was a pretty amazing turnout, and it was all people that were really into music, which was awesome. I yeah. Mean, you know, I, I don't think we necessarily get a play for a crowd like that. Very us, the unemployed architects, don't play for a crowd like. Usually, we play. And there's just people there. You know, <laughs> right. you know? Impose your will. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, it was it was nice to have like real like receptive people in the audience and stuff. And it was nice to you know when we play a lot of the times we're doing the longer sets, so we got to come out and watch you guys play, which was very cool. And uh, you know, kind of get ready for our set. And we knocked ours out. Really, I mean, both of our sets were both pretty quick. And then yeah, as soon as you're up there, it was it's like over, over like that, <laughs> you right? Know? So- so true. And then um, 
Chicago Farmer, I think he played a little bit longer, but it was nice to get to enjoy his set. I didn't really see as much of the Henhouse Prowlers as I would have liked, but I, I saw a good portion. And we we saw them for sound check, and they were doing wow. just these oh yeah warm up warm up <laughs> songs, and it was empty theater, so they were just like. Sounding so full and just uh, it was nice. Yeah, like angels. Yeah, their harmonies are insane. They were very, very good singers. That's for a, sure. That's a cool thing with like those types of bluegrass bands that all stand around the mic. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're fun really to watch too. It's good at projecting and just mixing. It's so intimate you know? too. It's yeah, like, it's cool to they did end up. I was kind of surprised that. I mean, it makes sense, but a lot of the instruments had mics as well. So like, they did like. Uh, one mic setup, but then they, you know, if they need a little extra bass, they could push the standing bass or the mandolin, and that gave them the option too. I think some of them had some pedals that they could, you know, boost their signal a little bit when they needed to do like a solo. So I mean, it still still is kind of like that traditional setup, but you got a little, little extra bump sometimes, which was nice. Oh yeah, cover your bases, but you know. uh, the details, right? Yeah, and me, me and Lo have done. I watched uh, the uh, Way Down Wonders do a performance like that, mm-hmm. which they're kind of bluegrass esque. Um, I mean, kind of on the pop side, but uh, still mainly bluegrass. And they they did a one mic setup for, and I was doing sound, and of course that made it super easy for me. Yeah, to make one. But watching them was just super entertaining because, and they had, they had a full drum kit too. It wasn't like uh, so it wasn't as traditional. But, uh, I mean, they didn't need, for the place that they were playing, they didn't need anything extra. And it was just, like, so entertaining because, you know, they had it rehearsed enough that if somebody was doing, like, a solo, they would step forward and then they would fall right, back. Right, yeah. Like, who's singing lead? The, the other two were, like, yeah. the appropriate distance so away. It really <laughs> adds to it. Like, have you ever heard of uh, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades? That's I've heard another, the name. I don't really yeah, know I've them as well. They're another group like that. I think it's got, like, even, like, a few more people in Hen House Prowlers, like, about, like, Maybe like five, six people all just crowd around. You know, each person steps up, takes yeah. their lead, steps back. Everyone's kind of. But, you know, whenever. Group effort. Something really about it, you know. Especially me when I'm doing the foot drums. I'm so locked down. I feel like I'm not as entertaining. But, you know, when you're doing that one mic and, you know. Yeah. You never, you never know. It kind of forces you to move a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guilty of the shoegazing myself a lot. Like, um, I try picking it up a little bit, but it, I don't know. Mostly if I was moving around, it's just because, like, my back was kind of hurting a lot. I'm, I'm pretty stiff up there, too, man. But that's the great thing about having someone like Dave in the band. Oh, yeah. He takes you know, thighs off you yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's really all I mean, he's moving I, enough for all everyone. All energy. If I had an actual drummer, you know, I, I would definitely move around a lot more. I when, when we played with a drummer, it was much easier to, you know, be more entertaining. But when, when I'm kind of locked to those foot drums, and then low as well, well lead, you... Yeah. you, you she she moves around quite a bit, dances and stuff. So I yeah, I feel like there's always some some you know when you got a group like that too. It's always a if you're not given energy, someone will be. You know, it all right. it all works yeah. out up there. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your set. So um, what do you think of the sound check? Yeah, that was it was pretty good. It was weird at first because like I mean how many so pieces? Many people, yeah. yeah, how many pieces was it, and how many pieces do you normally play with? Yeah. So we're like a three-piece normally, as of now, um, and we had eight people up there with eight us. Eight people, yeah. wow. Uh, we had about like two weeks to get everyone together. Um, and Boots then... asked to play with us, with his brother, and then our friend Ian, an old guitar player, like a uh, founding member, was up, uh, asked to join us. 
Dave was playing with you guys, so he asked to join us, and then we reached out to Felt. You know, it just kind of all fell together. Right. Everyone. So it was it was a big band performance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially Boone, you're used to doing a three piece, and probably used to getting like an adequate sound check for that three oh, piece. Oh yeah. It was a a little bit different, I would guess. It's yeah. It took a while. <laughs> it took a while. Yeah, and you guys were were you guys the last ones to sound check? I think so. So yeah, you, I think so. You guys probably had the least amount of time because the how it usually goes is the first person who sound checks always takes way too long. <laughs> yeah, and, and then course, you're pretty much line checking by the end, right? Right. right. Yeah. And of course, the sound guy's just getting everything up and running, so you know he kind of usually takes a little bit longer on that first group, and then it steadily you get more behind and more behind. I mean, we got a pretty decent one, but it still was not nearly long enough. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like but, for me too, it's just. Um, there's so much up there that like you know I kept asking for everything in my monitor and then right before we got off I was like can you just bump me really right. loud in here like I'm just going to listen to that and you know we all knew what we were going to play so we just kind of you know went with it I, I've I've definitely with so much going on up there it's it was just really hard I think to for, to dial in a monitor for me like and especially that many that many pieces for the amount of time you guys had to sound check, I mean, it just would have been hard to get. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it definitely sounded good out front. Oh yeah, I heard yeah. the recordings and I can I could hear everything like well. So it was just like kind of trusting in that and just kind of. I don't know. I'm you know. I'm I'm a stickler about monitor mixing. I, oh yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. such a there's an art to it that like I I can't ever quite figure out. But I I don't really use my floor monitors anymore. I I used to be. Um, I, there, there was a while there where I would pretty much only put my acoustic and my vocal in the monitor, and I'd put my vocal pretty high, and then, you know, just, I could hear everybody else fine, usually on stage, but mm -hmm. then, you know, as you, as you learn more, and you under, I listened into some old recordings recently, I, I, you know, I used to go sharp, like, all the time, because I was constantly fighting like the the room sound and trying to get loud enough to like hear myself on those floor monitors and then it you know turned into using a vocal monitor so i could uh you know i'd have the floor mix and i'd really just put whatever was in the mains oh, sorry, in the floor mix and uh then i would you know boost my vocals with that extra vocal monitor and that works that worked a lot better than just the floor but then now i've been using the in ears and it's like a whole different world oh but, yeah yeah i still i still haven't um messed with that yet but that's what i've heard it's i i, I couldn't i always try to do the earplugs and i just like i've talked to plenty of people that use that i, th I think i've seen hubbard hubbard use that I've, maybe chicago farmer I think I saw him have one in the other night, but um, I just can't sing like with the earplugs. I just can't. Yeah, I feel like that would be weird. weird. Yeah, you'd hear yourself different, and you'd it's feel just probably muffled, like off and you're really loud, yeah. and you, I don't know. So the in ears are nice because obviously it's just like listening to yourself on an iPod, kind of. That's how I always describe it. But it's still like a different because you'll get uh, at least me. I, I'm fighting all these old muscle memory habits of having to, you know, push really hard. So then I find <coughs> myself now having the in-ears that, you know, I naturally want to push harder, which makes me go sharper. And then, like, I'm constantly having to be like, you just need to relax a little bit because it isn't as hard to do, which yeah. is nice. No, no, yeah, for sure. Then you can really, like, you can really, if you can hear it that good, too, that you can, like, 
lay off of it. Yeah. But That's then great. you're having to really trust, you know, your own sound guy or that you got a good, because a lot of times we do our own sound. So we're having to trust that it sounded good when we sound checked and that'll be good for all night because then all I'm hearing is the in-ear. So you either have to have somebody out front to tweak stuff when it needs to be tweaked, but also, you know, you're having, you're having a tough time um, sometimes if people out front can't hear you and you're doing your own sound. So That's true. That's true. But okay, so that your your sound check was a little bit short. The actual performance part of it, how that, how'd you feel? About that was that? that was good, man. I was listening back to recordings. It was cool because they had like a lot of different people out there um, recording. Like I think there are two or three different recordings yeah, up yeah, on archive. Yeah. And we we YouTube videos. We've listened to ours as well, and uh, you know, the, it's depending on which one you listen to. I mean, there's some that sound pretty pretty good. Yeah, they like yeah. There's All like the a ones. couple different ones, like because they I don't know if they were at different parts of the venue and then i think someone also went off the board the board yeah so you get there's like there's different mixes and i think there's going to be a video with the board mix at some point yeah i yeah i'm looking out for that link hopefully we'll be able to like share that and stuff too for everyone but i was like you know like we had eight people up there so and it was and it was for our friend zach so i was like well we should obviously play some grateful dead right because like that made people up there let's just get some cool stuff and jam on it you know right like some, and you guys like definitely that. did that it was yeah, fun yeah, yeah. to you know i we'd played with you at the night shop a while back so that was my first no robot experience and that was you know great that was a fun show man that was a fun show was was that with that was with um uh, miss christine and uh eric, eric paul so that was our yeah. first yeah, and you guys so cool i think between the two of us because i think i think dave's kind of the overlap but um yeah because we were both there i feel like it was a lot of extra people that came because you know oh, yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of people that follow you guys had heard of us and know dave so it was like they came out and then you know your name's no robot's been around forever too so if there's anybody that like was following us had probably heard your name before so yeah definitely like dave's dave's a driving force like <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah like, yeah in a lot of ways in a lot of ways <laughs> so. booker promoter uh percussionist right yeah. Yeah. So, um, but that and that was one of the great things about the show at the castle was having him play both the sets. So it was like he could, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, you know, and like I think he might have been the first one. It was just funny. Everyone just came to us like individually, and then I we reached out to Feldy and we reached out to our old drummer too, but he was unavailable that night. Um, and yeah, we just decided to play a couple dead songs and then we played uh, an original of mine that we used to play when Ian and Feldy and Dave were in the group so everyone kind of knew that and then the last song we ended on was one of uh Boots's Boots's yeah, yeah he sang and that he did a pretty good job I was yeah that, that was that was good and we you know what I mean like I was nervous too cuz he was like I thought they had their own set and he was like no we we're just going to get up with you and do one of ours and I, and he and he was really nice, you know. He's like, "If you want," and I was like, "Dude, yeah. of course!" Like, yeah. And that, you know, I didn't know what it was gonna be, and and man, he seemed like, like he kept up pretty good. I mean, oh yeah. Well, it was like it was funny when we all got together. We like went through everything once, and it was like, eh. and then the second time, like just the second time running through the set, it was like it was good, you right. know couple transitions a couple of decisions and, and i'm guessing he was already a grateful dead fan maybe uh boots yeah he listened to a um he seems more uh he seems more in line with like a henhouse prowler i gotcha type vibe 
than uh more but but I was like you listen to the dead right like and he's yeah more folky like uh country type persuasion. I'm just I was just thinking maybe he already like kind of knew those songs. oh no he he did he did I was I was I was like you know this stuff right and he's like yeah um, I wouldn't have had much luck. I, I never really. I, I've yet to. It's, it's something on my list that I. We, need we, to, we picked a bunch of stuff and then we ended up kind of just sticking with two songs that um, a core of us knew pretty well in uh, Scarlet Begonias and Deal. We we're also thinking of doing Pasta on the Mountain, which is a cover of Fire on the Mountain. It's like uh, by Leftover Salmon, our one's expert bands. And because uh, I always like the goofy take on the deadhead shit like the thing that the thing that was zach was like i was never like super into the dead and he kind of like was a lot cooler about it than a lot of other deadheads are like i think i think there's a bit of a cultish thing oh, for with sure. the following you notice that with any and it, yeah deadheads. and i think that can Definitely. be a turn off to people who aren't a part of that yeah and he was he wasn't really like that. He was just you could about kind of make fun of it a little. Yeah, he, he kind of fit in that seriously. box, but he was who he was. Like right. he wasn't trying to be something he wasn't. You know, it was really just crazy to see how many people that that guy knew. I, mean, I know knew for all, sure. He was the driving force <laughs> between those. Just every single. Well, right person. after <laughs> right after it happened. I mean, I've never met him before. I think he, Dave said he came to one of our shows at like Cadillac Jacks, but I never I I didn't get formally introduced or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, to after it happened to see the outpour on Facebook was just crazy to see how many yeah. people knew him and how many people were so sad about it. And then when they set up the celebration of life to see how many people came out to, you know, get behind that kind of cause, I guess, um, to remember him. And I just thought that was that was crazy. It was way more packed than like some castle shows I've been to. Yeah, we even played. We've that, played you know? a few castle crazy. shows that have not <laughs> been that packed. That that was probably the busiest we've ever. That was definitely the most people we've played for in like five or maybe even ten years. You know, yeah, that was you, one the of the House bigger. of Blues. That was and that was forever. For me, ago. the busiest show I've ever done. Yeah, so. yeah, that's definitely. Up and there. it was nice. It was just nice to have an attentive crowd. That right. you know, not just people just because I mean, at a celebration of life, it could go either way, but. Because, you know, there's people just kind of reminiscing and, like, trying to remember the person. But because music was such a big part, I think, who Zach was. Yeah, and knew a lot of people yeah. through that. And I think, like, like a lot of people, um, you know, one of the things about him was his, like, approach to just... Like, he was, like, very real person. He wouldn't say anything just that you wanted to hear. But he was always, like, really kind and always trying to... Really genuine. generous, yeah. trying to be your friend. Genuine dude, you know? And I think people, like, take that approach with his passing. No one was, you know, people are obviously upset, but I think people, you know, come together more over it and try to remember the good stuff, like... Yeah, yeah Dave you know. Dave kept saying that over and over again, that, like, yeah. he, he just, like, he, he liked the guy so much and he was just such a good dude and just always remembering the good parts not that there weren't bad parts. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He did bring that up a fair amount too, but he's like Definitely. He like, doesn't even he's like it doesn't even matter. Balance of life yeah. though, right? Yeah, man, like is good, some bad. He is he is but who he it sounds is, like or... way more good than bad. I mean, if you if you again, we don't really know him that well, but just seeing that outpour from the com yeah. community, oh, man. you know it was mostly good, like Definitely, like and his and his family and like everyone I've really met through him was like really kind like i didn't know boots until after zach i met boots at zach's funeral mm. and 
I'd always heard about him because he's actually married to uh, Zach's sister. He's Zach's brother-in-law. Okay. And um, and he's just such a cool dude, you know? You're like, wow, like, I see, you know, why Zach liked you. And, you know, I had a lot of people come up to me I hadn't met who were like, oh, you know, Zach said it, always talked about you, like his dad. Like, I didn't know what to say to him, so I honestly didn't, you know approach him right away but after the end of the night you know not not the show at at the funeral um you know he came up to me and we were talking and stuff and you know you never know what to say in those situations but you just end up talking about you know the the good just stuff the or just yeah like the just connection you know. between i mean the the common ground you have is obviously zach so i'm sure that's yeah you guys really so kinda, you just talk about that you know yeah but yeah. But yeah, it was a fun show. Like I keep saying, it was like one of the busiest and most fun shows we've did. I obviously I always overstress on shows like that because there's a lot lot of bands and trying yeah. to rush to get everything set up and set you know tore down and and then uh, but after we were done, you know, it was like I could just relax, which was nice. Oh yeah, that's and then, that's what I like about playing uh, earlier sets too. Right, sometimes right, you, and then you're all done for. That watching Chicago Farmer play, I feel like is, I mean, he's always pretty next level. Oh, yeah. He just, uh, he knows how to kill a crowd, man. I, yeah, I and he has that. great songs. Thing, yeah. That's like what he was meant to do, right. I think. But he just, just, flow. just the way that, I mean, one guy and an acoustic guitar, I mean, he played a little bit of harmonica too, but the way that he can just get a whole crowd just like captivated is always just so amazing to me and the, the songs are great too I'm, I'm, yeah yeah I mean, he's just all around good and the, it's weird sometimes because it's not like it's not like he's a perfect pitch kind of guy I mean he's a, he can sing he can be a little flat or a little sharp but it just doesn't even matter because you're so enthralled by his performance it's and I felt like his voice was like even a lot more. It was a lot better and a lot more powerful than last. That like he was like kind of belting sometimes, which I'd never seen him do. And then him playing the the harmonica was like, I feel like he was next level on that as well. Yeah, man. Like I was listening to a lot of his stuff um, after the show too. Like uh, just recently, um, and yeah, he just write he just writes a lot of really relatable yeah things. Like you know, it's like. He's a storyteller. He's a part of this. And and he tells stories about, like, our, you know, our community and stuff. Yeah. Like, you're like, over oh, on, I know that place. Over I know on this, Prairie you know? Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> for, for us, relatable. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, he has, a good, he has yeah. a good way of just, like, going to a town beforehand and, um, you know, taking in the town a little bit. And then he'll insert stuff from that specific place. In, so if he's playing somewhere that he's not that familiar with they'll feel like he's because he'll he'll mention oh you yeah know, yeah a bar yeah. right down the street yeah <laughs> yeah and uh and he'll insert that where he says that bar on prairie street you know he'll he'll say you know the the bar on mill street if he's in you know a different town or main street or something and it just the the way it like it's familiar yeah well Kinda i mean like people family, are like you know? oh he's he's from like he's pretty much like a guy from a right around the corner right. you know the guy next door it, it's yeah, like that that type it really like is that style like folk music i really like you know that like yeah, it's comfortable bob dylan woody guthrie like uh i don't know phil oaks kind of really personal um i don't know and and the, and the style too it's just really i don't know he's awesome I mean, he's stuff. been awesome for a long time I don't yeah think there's yeah. ever really any debate super nice that. too you know yeah. he's just such a cool dude like talking to him you know well and his following is yeah huge. i mean he he played up in Alaska not that long. Oh, ago. wow. Yeah. 
That's crazy. How cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love his new band too, the Field Notes. Yeah, he's that's got the Jake guys Willis from Bone Jugs and, and stuff too. Jake Willis. Cody Jensen. Oh, something about him. So, um, and then the Hen House Prowler show, like I said, I didn't see his. I ended up talking to you up in the green room for a lot of. <laughs> a oh, lot yeah, of that yeah. Show, which, you know, was, was j about as good as going down and hanging out and listening to the music because uh, I always I was like a good conversation but that's what got us you know to do the podcast in general yeah yeah it's and then everybody up. got on stage at the end of the Hen House Prowler show and that was really cool as well um, and just like nobody would leave pretty much, pretty much they came out I think for two encores <laughs> yeah that, yeah they came to stay right. so, <laughs> they, so yeah they uh, came they they came to play for sure and they they definitely you know we're on stage the longest out of any of us and then to have to come back and do those extra songs at the end you know but there was such a good crowd like i it would have been hard hard for me to get off the stage as well and then everybody you know joined i i didn't go up because i didn't really know any of the songs that well but i i walked out but i forgot that the bluegrass set up so i just hung in the back and i was like oh that's right they don't have like more mics i'd already unloaded all my equipment i was like you know but then the the, um, I don't know if it's the performer in me or just the like my unwillingness to admit when I'm being a jackass. I just stayed out there. And I, just, <laughs> I gave it my all, or the performer in me. That's what it was. We'll go with that. Yeah, I just knew. I I knew that I would have been like that if I got on stage. I guess because I've I always end up in. And I the thing is I wouldn't be able to hang really. I mean it seemed like what they were doing was just an A major, so I would have been like okay to yeah. strum along. But I just there were already maybe four guitars on stage. Yeah, exactly. I was like you know musically I was like if there if we if we got a chorus section going. And I think then, that's kind of um, what they were going for a little bit, and the crowd definitely was helping sing it. Oh thing, yeah, which was cool. They did a couple songs that uh, like everybody seemed to know, and I'd heard, but I didn't know it well enough to just jump on. But it was it was awesome to see that kind of. And they ended up and on their second encore, they the one mic wasn't all the PA equipment was off, and they just did it completely unplugged. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um... I saw, or that—that's when I think they came off after right. Circle uh, won't be broken, and then they're just like, yeah, just went out unplugged, done. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun, and the crowd stuck around, and everybody was really cool. And anyway, so then uh, after that, well, I w we had all our stuff packed up, so I just loaded out, and you know, got uh, got going. But did you end up and hang out after? Or? Yeah, I went over to Diggers for a little while. Um, starts. Getting a little spotty around there. Ended up <laughs> at a friend's Hence birthday a party a little bit later because they were kind enough to uh, share their uh, birthday with our uh, show. So they just kind of did a little bit of an after party for uh, it's awesome some Very people. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, that was the castle. Uh, this, uh, so you got some shows coming up that you want to promote or anywhere people can find your music or yeah, man. Um, thanks again for having me. Uh, you can find. No Robot, all together, one word, um, on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and we have shows coming up, uh, Jazz Up Front on February 15th, and uh, a, a possible residency there uh, through March and April that uh, sounds awesome. still pending those Very dates. Cool. So. And then, um, any other things in the books, or is that pretty much it? I know you've been working on some recordings. Yeah, yeah, we've been recording. Um, 
with our buddy Toads and also our friend Joe over at Normal Space. Um, Toads is... God, I can't remember the name of his label right now. I'm sorry, Toads. Um, but <laughs> we're doing like a little bit of a split between the two places, putting it all together. Hopefully, uh, April or May or something, we'll have that awesome. out. Spotify and hard cool. copies, hit me up. Very cool. Well, thanks for coming. Uh, it was a blast of a show and a fun podcast, so appreciate it. And uh, thanks, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for anybody who listened. Uh, always appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. <laughs>